join Tim and Christina Madden, co-founders of Executive Career Upgrades on their podcast, The Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. As an executive in today's highly competitive job market, it can be tough to succeed. However, with Tim's nationally recognized career advice and Christina's mindset expertise, you can reach your full potential. Tune in to upgrade your career and get ahead of the competition. All right. Welcome to the Executive Corrupt Grades Podcast. Hey, if you don't know us, we are Tim and Christina Madden, and we talk about all things career. And we have a great topic for you today. Hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network, the fastest growing Facebook network of directors, VPs, and executives. Come check us out. We're 12,000 people. Christina, we can almost fill a football stadium. Can you believe it? So if you're not part of that group, head on over there because that is the easiest and most affordable way to quickly build your network. Absolutely. Hey, if you're watching the ECN, we are monitoring the comments. We're monitoring the comments over on LinkedIn and on YouTube as well. Or you could be listening in because we also upload this to everywhere possible on the internet. Hey, do us a favor. If you get any value, which we know you will, um, share this with a friend, a family member, right? I know a lot of people struggle with this topic who's particularly high performance people so if that's you this is the episode for you before we get started on that topic though as always hey we are approaching q4 what many people do not know is this is when most professionals are hired a lot of people are under the misconception of, oh, it's not a lot of people hire around the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas. That is absolutely incorrect. Okay. Because here's why I think about it. Is if you're an executive sitting around on Thanksgiving, I know me and Christina now, we've done this for the past couple of years, right? If we know we're missing a vital member, whether it be someone on the marketing team, fulfillment team, sales team, leadership, whatever, you know, that's what we're thinking about most of the time. And that's what these other leaders are thinking about too. They're thinking about the people that they don't have. So I assure you, Q4 is the best time. Get a head start on your career now, because here's why. If you've been anticipating it, if you've been doing it on your own and you haven't been having any luck, hey, Q4 is the time to get hired because here's what happens Q1 every year. What happens on January 1st, right? Everyone wants to change their life. Everyone wants to stop drinking, start eating good, get in shape, and most importantly, go, go get the job and money that they deserve. So what happens is the market really gets flooded with all of these new candidates. So to avoid that, hey, none of those people are attacking their job search in Q4. So to have a good foundation, right? to be have your resume all of these things now's the time to start if you've been thinking about a move for a while or if you've been trying on your own and need some help so that you can get hired before january 1st if you need help in your career in any way right go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast so that we can help you land a new role in q4 before january starts christina any comments before we get started yeah, I'm sure our team was pretty surprised. Well, new new team members anyway were, were pretty surprised to hear me say like this is my favorite time of year in in job searches. You know, in the job seeking world, 
Um, you know, when you're talking about really exciting companies that are growing really fast, they don't let off the gas, you know, and they have really big goals for Q1. So when you're really getting into talking about targeting the most exciting companies, it may not seem like common sense, but guys, it really is right. They don't stop hiring. They need good people. Uh, and then just like Tim said, if you ever do have a fear of the job market flooding with candidates, January is that time. And it does take a little time to get your brand ready and to get your resume ready and to gain the confidence that you need and to have a real strategy. So if that's you and you're already scared that the job market's flooded and that there's no jobs, you should be most scared of January. So now is the time uh, to really get ahead of the game and, and get your foot in the door. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I know we've had, you know, hiring is picking up. I know we had, you know, multiple people hired this week. Congratulations if you're in one of our programs. Um, and we wish you the best of luck in your new role. So let's get started, Christina. I, you know, I'm actually really excited to talk about this topic. So, hey, episode 98, here we go. Balancing ambition, right? Balancing ambition and success, really, and well-being in your own executive journey. So with that being said, okay, with that being said, it's tough being a high-performing leader, Right? Because you have so much responsibility, not only at work, but also in your life. Most people watching, I would assume, probably have children. They're probably married. They probably are going to soccer games, trying to, you know, help their kids in college, all these things. So there's only so much time in the day, right? So what we're really talking about today is how do we balance having success in our corporate life, right? So we can continually make a larger impact, do purposeful work, make more income while also building, you know, it's, it's tough. How can we have success in our corporate life while having success in our life? Christina, you want to kick us off? I know this isn't anything easy. There's mm -hmm. no one line trick on how to do this. You want to get us started? Yeah. I always start with mindset, right? So when you think about your life, and your goals and your well-being, if, if the first thoughts that you run through your mind or your programming is this is so stressful and this is so hard and I can't do it and all of the negative thoughts, I would encourage you to, you know, start thinking of some of the more the more positive outlooks that you can have on achieving um, all the things that you want to achieve and, and feeling really great. You have to, first of all, believe that's possible. Some of you have been in toxic workplaces for so long, like a lot of our clients that truly don't believe it's possible to feel good and have success. So we have to just scrap that belief system entirely um, and start to let go and move on from some of those experiences that might have made that really true for you. Now, you might be thinking, Christina, I really want to hear this like magical blueprint of how you balance this all. And honestly, I probably should have, I'm always so brutally honest with you guys, I should have really rethought the title of this because I don't even like the word balance. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I should scrap the word balance from my vocabulary entirely because I do believe that there are just things that you do and things that you don't do. Um, and the word balance creates a lot of pressure of, of achieving this this perfect ideal scenario like oh finally I've achieved balance finally I can do it all and it's just not that you know perfect in it in, in real life um, so there are lots of tactics and strategies that I know of that you can start implementing um, to feel to feel really good and before I go into some of those is there anything you wanted to add to that Tim yeah, absolutely 
what is your definition of a successful life? I meet with too many people to count, right? This year, especially. And everyone wants to have it all, right? Who doesn't? Hey, let me know in the comments if you don't want to have it all, right? Mm -hmm. The problem with that is everyone's have it all is so different. Some of you want to live on farms. Some of you want to live in Minnesota and go ice fishing. Some of you want to be on the beach with me and Christina in Florida and not pay taxes. What is your definition of success in your career and in your life? Most people do not know what it is. But they're, they're, and they're searching for it, right? I'm searching for it. How can you search for something that you haven't literally already mapped out? So I would encourage you, hey, on the ECU podcast here, we all talk about goals because they're important, okay? And we talk about them all the time. Otherwise, we forget about them. So what does success look like for you? Me and Christina can't tell you what that is, Right? So the first thing is before we even get into how do I balance having success in both my career and my life, you need to first determine, right? What is it for you? What do you want out of your life, out of your relationships, your friendships, your wellness, your body, your children, right? All your relationships. And what do you want out of your career? It's super important. Almost no one does this. And they're confused about why they're not having success when they haven't clearly defined it. So that would be my first thing. And I think, Christina, that's why the mental blockage that everyone's dealing with appears. Because imagine this. Imagine wanting to have a successful life but not truly identifying, like, well, what is it for you? Because everyone thinks, to some people, they might think of Range Rovers, expensive cars, lavish luxury vacations, private yachts. And other people... They're thinking about, I just want my little house paid off and I want to have a boat in the back to go fishing when I want, you know? So do you think that's why people kind of struggle like from the mindset, from the get go? I think it's because we, you know, as humans oftentimes don't believe that we're worthy. Of, this really does come down to self-worth guys. Are you worthy of what you actually want? Okay. These are big questions. Um, where, where is the self-worth? Okay. And then once you've defined what, give yourself permission to actually decide what you want. There's probably been people along the way, whether it's, you know, media, coworkers, friends, family, society wants to kind of dictate what you want. Okay. We don't slow down and give ourselves some time to actually think about this. If you, if you do, then what this will then allow you to do is then define really long-term and short-term goals both in your career and professional life. And then you can prioritize what matters to you most, just like what Tim is saying. And now we know where to focus the ambition that we're talking about and really allocate your time and energy more effectively. So the reason we feel exhausted before we even get started is because we don't know what we want. We never really thought about it and then direct our energy to only those things. Um, and to with that, because I know you said you, uh, when you were talking earlier, you said you have to know what to say no to. And we got Rajesh, Rajesh coming in in the comments saying the challenge is the ability to say no to a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Welcome to success, ladies and gentlemen. You can't do everything for everybody and go do the stuff that you need to. So the reality is this, right? As you are working on these higher levels, your time becomes more and more and more limited. 
So I get it, but you have to, you know, think of the bigger picture here. We can either, you know, say yes to all the things we really don't want to do and all of our times tied up in that and we don't really want to do it. Or we could spend time make, you know, ensuring we are going after our goals. I would say I would do that. So I would ask Rajesh, right, when you say that, what that could mean, and maybe this will help you out kind of mentally, right? Because you said, you know, the ability to say no to a lot of things. Just know this. Maybe change that to ability to say no to a lot of things equals success. The non-ability, right, to not do that equals more of the same or worse, I think sometimes people get really caught up on the word no and, and they think saying no makes you like a bad person. It makes you, <clears throat> um, we, we just get really offended by this word no for some reason, right? We feel bad about it. So I just encourage you guys to think about it like boundaries. And it's like, how, how many times do we have to learn the lesson of when we overextend ourselves, we do not feel good. And when we do not feel good, we are not of service and we're certainly not working toward our goals. I'll give you an example. This is just like a kind of a silly example. I'm working with an interior designer and uh, if she's listening, Teresa, you're amazing. The house is going to look amazing, but her and I tend to get very off track. It can take hours. And I had to really just say, you know, she wanted to pop over tomorrow and I'm like, listen, I have a hard stop at this time. Um, I'm trying to achieve X, Y, Z here where some other time blocks that might serve us better because I know we take longer. You just start to create more awareness around ways to comfortably have these conversations and set the boundaries and that you're coming from a really good place. So set the intention, preface your conversations and really frame out your interactions. So, so those boundaries are clear to people. I hope that makes sense because yeah. I, I, well, the other thing is it's how you say no. Because right. when people, when you said that, when you said no, a lot of people are like, oh man, I kind of hate that word, right? So remember, we, I could tell Christina like, no, I can't do that. Or I can tell Christina, hey, Christina, man, I really wish I could help you with that. Unfortunately, where a lot of my time is spent right now is on A, B, Z, because I'm trying to go here. Hey, really sorry, I can't help you, but maybe I can give her a referral or someone else that can help her. But maybe that's, you, you know, there's different ways to say no without being like, no, I'm just not going to do that. Like, that's not what we're trying to do. Right. You can still say, hey, no, because of these reasons. Right. Or, hey, I'd love to help. But unfortunately, because of these things, I can't. Yeah. Or maybe you can set some time aside the, the next week or the following week. Like, hey, listen, I would love to carve some time out for you, but let's do it at a different time. So, and sometimes guys, this can get really uncomfortable with, with friends, you know, friendships that are maybe no longer serving you. Um, and maybe friends that are, you know, kind of tearing you down in some way, even if it's just mindset, some of this happens right within your family. Um, but I do find that again, clear communication and I forget what podcast episode it is. We really went into this on like the basics of, you know, when you're listening to it, it sounds like communication 101, but like we forget to say these things and it's to protect you. It's to protect your time and energy and the goal and then the people you're responsible for. Um, man, and delegation, I, I, we don't have to really like go into this full blown right now. I know it's on my kind of on my list of things that I wanted to talk about, but some of the ways you can set boundaries, protect your 
time, balance your ambition, and wellness is delegation. Anywhere you can. Tim, what did Instacart say to us the other day? Our grocery guys. <laughs> this is so silly, but it said, I think we saved almost 500 hours of shopping. I think it said. So, wow. I don't know if that was, I don't know in what time period that is, but guys, I think it's this year. Where can, so I'm like, oh my gosh, 500 hours. Like I could have been, you know, I was doing XYZ instead. Where can you delegate in your work life? Like where do, where does there need to be a budget for, I don't know, more admin support, some conversations around delegation. And then in your personal life, where can you automate and create systems and processes right now this week? You guys, I am so. Yeah, we need to slow down. We're moving way too quick for him. Okay. So we're just overwhelming them with all the stuff we do. So we're going to take this a little slower. First, I want to say, hey, Carly, how do you counter on a compensation proposal? Great question. I just sent you the link to episode 30. It's been downloaded thousands, almost thousands of times. It's the art of salary negotiation. It's a podcast we did like two years ago. We break that down in detail. So definitely I sent you a link um, there on LinkedIn. Definitely check that out. I know that will help a lot. Okay. Um, and then if you feel you need help negotiating your offer, hey, feel free to email me at Tim at execupgrades.com. Okay. Success requires support. So hey, here's quick, before you move on from that, anyone who's like, oh my gosh, I would love to know that. We actually have a program that teaches you how to like just be able to do that from now till like the end of this life of your career. So if this is something that yeah. you specifically trouble, you have trouble with and you're playing around in the market and just playing around with offers and maybe getting lowballed or whatever, be sure to take advantage of everything Tim just said. Um, because for some people, that's all they want to learn. And we have some things just yep. for you. For we have a salary and negotiation certification program here. Just ensuring you know everything you need to. Um, that's, that's great. More support. Hey, so listen, as you become more successful in corporate America, you have less time. We know that, right? With that being said, me and Christina, right, try to outsource a lot of things because we know there's no time for us to do a million things. What I mean by that is, hey, we have a life too, right? We have a home. There's stuff you got to do there, right? You got to mow the lawn. You got to do the pool. You got to clean. You got to have groceries. I'm missing like a million things right now. But what are some services you could use to make it easier? Hey, can you get a cleaning service one time a week? Hey, I know it's 150 or 250 bucks, but then you don't have to clean for three hours if you want a nice, cleany, tidy house, right? Hey, do you go to the grocery store and sit in line and get everything you need and Take 45 minutes on your way home when you can pay an extra $20 to Instacart. So start thinking, hey, what are some things I can do, right? Can I pay someone to mow the lawn, do my pool, do things around the house? Because here's the, the, the thing, right? How much are you paid right now, right? Me and Christina always talk about this. Like if you're making 200 grand right now, that's what, 4K a week, Right? Why would you not outsource some of these services? Because 4K a week, uh, I think that's $100 an hour. Is it $100 an hour? I don't know. It's $100 or $200 an hour. I can't think of it. 100 times 2180. Yeah. It's say you make $100 an hour at your job. Why, why in life would you do something below that? Meaning, why would you mow your lawn? Why would you do the, why would you do these things? Because here's the thing, right? We can't. You know, as we become more successful in our corporate career, we're going to have less time. 
So you're going to have to rely on some external services. Because for me, if I'm not working, do you want to know what Tim Madden wants to do? I just want to spend time with my family, guys. Right? I don't want to have to go do a million other. Okay, let me stop and get the dry cleaning, Christina. I'm going to mow the lawn on Saturday. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Well, what's that being said? That means everything outside of work. I'm just doing these lower tasks and I'm not able to even spend time with my family. I don't think that's the goal that you guys have for yourselves, right? So I I try to make it my mission of like, if I'm not working, hey, I want to spend time with my family. Go ahead, Christina. Keep in mind, this is with the exception of like tasks you enjoy. I do have a handful of clients that like love mowing the grass, but like this is to remove the stuff that you obviously don't enjoy. And I, uh, you know, I have an assistant. I'm always telling her that like the only thing I want to do is work and then enjoy my life. Right. So she basically takes everything she can out of my space to do that. And I know for some of you, this probably sounds like, man, I would love that. And let me tell you something. It's not easy to get it all in place. <laughs> just stick with me. It could take you a little, a little bit of time because now you've got to find somebody, adjust the schedule. You got to set up your Instacart account, attach your Apple pay. And all of that might seem kind of like, ah, it seems a lot of work, but you do get over the hump where finally the systems are working and you're like, oh. I know this might sound like bougie. Well, well, think about this. We always try to use like logical concepts here. Right. And think about this in your business. If you're a leader in your business unit, right, do you try to develop systems and processes that not only makes it easier for you, but the team? That's literally one of the reasons the company pays you, right? So you're already doing it at your company, right? Your job, we have a saying here, right? We want to make success easy for our team. I'm sure if you're a leader watching this podcast, you want to do the same. So how can you want this for your team and your business and not your life? And that's what Christine is talking about, right? What are systems and processes in your life you can do to save you more time? And I love what Sean said there. Hey, spend 50 bucks to work on a thousand dollar ideas or more, right? And actions. Exactly. What are some things you could do if you had only a couple extra hours a week? Hey, you could spend more time with your family. You could write a book. You could do some consulting you could start blogging on linkedin on you know your stance on technology or whatever things that or how about this you could just do stuff that you love to do whatever that may be yeah maybe that's now you're getting in that extra workout now we're talking about extending your life and your health okay because without these systems and processes you're going to do what we kind of call capping success here's what like capping success means There's only so much time. You can only have so much success if you're doing all these other things that you don't want to do and are mundane tasks, right? You're not going to be able to get to the level that you want to get at. So figure out, right, what systems and processes can work for you in your life to free up some time that you can do things outside of work that you love. And let's just talk about that for a minute. If I'm doing more stuff outside the office that I actually love doing, Christina, right? Am I going to feel better about myself, my life, etc.? Am I going to be a better leader for my team at work? Am I going to feel better? Probably. Right? Most people, they roll into the weekend, shit. I got to mow the lawn. It's a hundred degrees out. Then I got to clean them, but then I got to do all this stuff. Right. 
it's definitely been a game changer for us throughout the years. And what happens is the more success you have, the more support you need, which is a saying we have here at ECU. Success needs support, right? It's hard to do everything on your own. The you people that I personally know, the people that I, I know many of them, the people that I personally know that are <clears throat> massive success, that are trying to do it all on their own. Yeah, I know where you were going with that. But the people that I know that are trying to do everything on their own and they don't delegate where's, where it's possible and, and they're doing all of these things that don't bring them joy, they are the ones that are suffering from the most depression, the most anxiety, and the most burnout. There's a direct correlation between you know, your joy and your physical body and success, which is why I'm going to get ready to talk about some other like mindfulness techniques that you could do to feel better, but to support the balancing of your ambition. Um, but success needs support, like Tim said. And then on the flip side of that, like he was just about to say, the people that I know that are most successful, they have the most support you can possibly imagine, like little mini empires, right? Absolutely. So, I've told you this concept before. I'm going to keep repeating, have clear goals on what you want out of your life and career. And the other thing is this, everyone has a pie chart, right? Everyone has 24 hours in a day. Here's what we know. We're going to sleep for eight. We're going to at least work for eight. And the rest of the eight is going to determine the quality of our life. If the quality of your life piece, the eight hours, you're caught up in all these mundane tasks, it's going to be very, very hard to have more success in your life. So you really need to plan, like, what am I doing with those last eight hours? Am I doing things that I shouldn't be doing that other people should be doing so I can focus on having more success in my life? Whatever that is, maybe it's just spending more time with your significant other or children. I, I don't know what it is for you, which is why you have to figure it out, right? But when you do start to figure it out, that's where just consistency kicks in, consistency and discipline, right? And continual optimization. So take the same tactics and strategies, you know, right now, because you're a leader, if you watch this in corporate America, how have you scaled businesses, business units? What systems and processes did you develop? How can you take those same things to your life so you can free up just a tremendous amount of time? Some people discount, oh, well, it only takes this much time. Yeah, but multiply that by 52. That's a year. If something only takes you an hour every week and you don't like to do it, that's 52 hours. You can do all, so much with 52 hours. It's insane. Now imagine freeing up a couple hours a week. How much would that drastically change your life if you had an extra two, I mean, lots of hours throughout the year? You could be more fulfilled. And then just like we talk about on every podcast, guys, and this might have been why some of you tuned in to hear some of this, right? Which is you need to be eating well. Um, I'm not a nutritionist. And if you need to learn more about food, foods that fuel your mind and body very well, maybe you can talk to a nutritionist or get yourself a meal plan. There's a lot of affordable um, apps out there that can help you come up with something that works really well for you. Um, you know, small baby steps sort of really great diet will always help you avoid burnout because it will help you with your hormones and your adrenal glands and the physical responses that you have to stress, right? So then find some exercise that works for you. Even if you just go on a five minute walk, if you are not somebody that exercises, you've got to do something for your body. Um, and then mindfulness techniques. So or mindfulness practices. So maybe it's meditation for you. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's a yoga class, a bubble bath, something 
where you give yourself the gift of quieting your mind so you can actually reflect on how you feel and reflect on your goals and <clears throat> where you need to maybe possibly make some changes. It does take off self-awareness. And so applying some mindfulness um, practices will certainly help you do that. Uh, and those are the top three things. So diet, exercise, and mindfulness would be the top three things that you can do for your physical body to navigate everything else that we just talked about. So let's kind of recap through everything. Okay. Number one, what is your definition of having success in your career and your life, right? Only you can determine what that is. And you literally have to write that down. Okay. Number two, know that success needs more support as you move into these new levels, right? And I would agree that, Hey, every successful person in corporate America has a team of people that support them. The, the Microsoft CEO is not going home and cooking food and mowing his lawn and doing all those things just because he has zero time. So again, we're just sharing with you the reality of if you want to be wildly successful in corporate America, these are some things you have to start thinking of. Because remember, more success requires more support. And hey, are you capping your own success right now because you don't have that extra time? Because everyone has a pie chart. Everyone has 24 hours in a day. You're going to work for eight, sleep for eight. The last eight is going to determine the quality of your life moving forward. There's one thing I want to add to that. And I don't want to, I don't want to disclude men from what I'm about to say, because I know it happens with men as well, but I for sure know it happens with women is that when you delegate, especially in the area of like, maybe you get a sitter more often, maybe you get a nanny more often, or you're not going to the grocery store or getting your husband's dry cleaning or whatever. There's like a lot of guilt that women experience I, there's a whole chapter on this in my book coming out, guys, about delegation and, and guilt. Um, but we have to start looking at it more positively because all of a sudden you think, oh, my gosh, okay, well, I'm letting my family down. I'm not as good of a mother or whatever. When really the truth is if you delegate, you have more time to be a present mother. You have more time to implement things that are probably more meaningful Yes, meditation has been life-changing for me too. I mean, really, that, that's where my success started, honestly, was just taking moments of mindfulness. I mean, who knew uh, many, many, many years ago? Um, but the guilt and shame, guys, around delegation is real. So if some of this was triggering, like, oh, God, that would mean I'm doing less, or like that would mean, no, the, the, the goal is that you get to do more of the things that matter. And guess what? You get to create jobs. I mean, now you're having somebody mow your grass and take care of your pool and all that good stuff. Like you're, you're actually creating jobs for other people. I like to look at it yeah. that way as well. And you know, what, what other, what better way to really support local businesses as well. So let go, let go of some of this guilt guys and all of this stuff tied to letting people help you. That's such a hard thing for people to do. Like let people help. So I'll leave you with that. Oh, here we go. The dad's got it too. I feel that if a dad, it's really tough to feel like you're fulfilling all your obligations. Forgive yourself the fact that you're worried about being a good parent. Do you know, um, Victor, thanks so much for sharing that, man, because we'll close on this, right? Hey, most of us are doing this because of our kids too, right? Like we are all role models for our children. So we need to have success so that they can even know what that looks like. But I'll tell you, Victor, I saw me and Christina, hey, we talk about parenting a lot, you know, not on this podcast, but between us. And sometimes it gets emotional, right? Be for whatever reason. But I remember I saw something. Uh, help me remember, Christina. I went and showed you something that says, um, 
it, it was exactly that. I was like, if you are, if you're worried about being a bad parent, it means you're a good parent or something like that. Yeah. If you're worried about being a bad parent, we know you're a good parent because bad parents don't think of that. Right. So, Hey, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our kids, right? We tell our kids, lots of you tell your kids that they can be anything they want, man. They can go to any school they want as long as they work hard and they do these things. Right. So, but, 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 but we have to set the example for them. Go and ahead. do we want, do we want our children to have an example of what stressed out, burned out, unhealthy, exhausted, fatigued, underappreciated, no boundaries? I'll tell you, like as a woman, I'm very, I don't have a daughter, but if I did, I would be very excited to make sure that she knows that, that boundaries are healthy and that self-care is important and that you don't have to be guilty what well, this applies to my son too, but that you don't have to be guilty for taking care of yourself. This is a, this is a big narrative guys that you have to watch out for. It started when we were little, at least in my generation, it's like a plague that like taking care of yourself is the wrong thing to do. Like, so I want the children to have an example of what it looks like. You don't have to be massively wealthy to do anything that I talked about either. Um, we want our kids to know what it looks like to have healthy boundaries and what it looks like to live a happy, fulfilled in this word balanced. Life. Well, because, and we'll end on this, Christina, because I know you got to go, but there is, you know, we owe it to ourselves to, to live up to our potential. And what you said, you know, imagine being in a toxic workplace or whatever. I tell people this all the time, so I'll say it here. It's really hard back to Victor's thing, man. It's already hard being a dad, right? But the reality is too, imagine being a dad stressed the hell out at work, who doesn't like his job, doesn't like his product, always these little office quarrels or whatever it is, right? So if you work in a, or maybe it's a decent environment, but you know you're not living up to your next potential, you take that home with you, man. I don't care who you are. If you're feeling like you're not living up to potential or you're just in a stressed out thing and you take that into your home, right? your family's going to see that, right? So you owe it to yourself and your family to go get the job and money that you deserve. And if you need help, hey, we are here. Go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Until next week, have a great day, everyone.